here's the thing. When we hold on to our religiosity, guess what? You don't want to have anything to do with Jesus or the move of God in your heart and in your life. You got to let that stuff go. Amen. Your religion is not your savior. The way you do good deeds is not your savior. The way you minister is not your savior. Your savior is Jesus Christ. And as we worship him. So these these wise men, take a look at how they sought the Lord. They studied the word of God. And for them to travel 800 miles on on camels, caravan, uh, on Arabian horses, they, they, they studied the word of God and they took God at his word. Wow, can you believe if everything we read in the Bible, if we took God at his word and say, God, I believe it, I know it, and I'm going to show it, and I'm going to go it. Amen? Because lots of times, maybe in your life and in mine, struggling with a problem, maybe I'm going through something, and somebody gives you this verse that you hate, okay? Listen, brother, all things work together for good to those that love God. Get out of my face, man. I know that. I don't want to hear that. But that's the truth of God's word, isn't it? All things work together for good. See, for us to grow in God, we've got to stop saying, I know, I know, I know. And we have to start obeying God's word. That's the key. We've all done it. I know, I know, I know, I know. So many people I talk to that say, I know, I know, I know. But their I know does not bring transformation of heart because they don't obey. Amen? Trust and obey is the only way to find peace and satisfaction and joy in Jesus Christ is to trust his word and obey it. These wise guys, they understood the word of God and they took God at his word. And then they recognized the power and the authority of God in his spirit. Like I said, if they were reading the Old Testament, they were reading the God-authored, God-breathed word of God. Whenever you do that, God authors and originates things in your heart and life, and he breathes stuff into your life, his passion, his presence, his purpose, and it ignites your heart and your life to the things of God. The spirit of the living God takes the written word and reveals to us the living word who is Jesus. Amen? Oh, wow. How much time have you spent in the word of God this week? How much time have you spent in the word of God saying, God, I know this. I've known this all my life. But today, I'm going to trust it and I'm going to obey it. I'm going to do it through difficulty, discomfort, and I'm going to go the distance with the word of God. I trust the word of God and I believe it and I stand on your promises. Amen? All right. Look at what they they brought to, to Jesus. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The three wise men. How do we know there's three? We don't know there's three, right? We don't know there's three. It's it's a nice picture as they're around the manger, the wise men, the shepherds and everything. But these, these wise guys came two years later, met Jesus, Mary, Joseph at their home in Bethlehem. And the star brought them. What in the world? What star? I mean, a lot of people think it was a supernova or it was a comet. Um, What star moves, man, and says, hey, fellas, come this way? You know, what star does that? 
Maybe it was an angel. Maybe it was the manifest glory of God that led these wise men to bring homage and honor and literal worship to the Son of God right from the start, right off the bat. Amen? Giving him praise and giving him honor. Gold speaks of kingship. Kings had gold. They gathered gold. They made things of gold. They loved gold. Gold, gold, gold. Gold. They loved gold. Gold speaks of kingship. And as they gave this gift of gold, maybe they thought that this son of God would rise to be the king of kings and the Lord of lords. To give him praise. Amen. Then they gave frankincense. In Exodus chapter 30, it speaks about how frankincense mixed with other kind of herbs was to be used only in the temple courts, set apart, sanctified for use in the temple of God. Frankincense signifies the godhood of of Jesus Christ signifies his sinless deity. He is God. Did the Magi know that Jesus Christ was God? They worshiped him. They went 800 miles. And can you imagine if they traveled on camels? <laughs> Whoa, come on, guys. 799 miles to go. Let's go. We're going to make it. <laughs> Man. You know, I take a three-hour trip. I got to know where the Tim Hortons are, when I'm going to stop, and I got to have everything set up, man. If I go for like an eight-hour trip, we're even talking about staying over in a hotel, you know? And I'm driving in my Lincoln, 1997 Lincoln. It's a beautiful ride, but still, man, I need some comfort. I I I need stuff. These guys traveled 800 miles. You know, it really speaks to us. How difficult is it for us to serve Jesus Christ with everything that we have? Amen? We go through difficulty. Their their difficulty was the fact that they had to deal with Herod. And who knows what Herod would have done with them to keep everything silent, that this son of God would not come come to uh, the knowledge of the people. Amen? God spoke to them in a dream and said, hey, take off, go another way, because this dude is evil, and he's going to kill you. Difficulty. The Bible says that we first have to count the cost before we pay the price. Amen? Are you counting the cost of what it will mean for you to serve Jesus Christ Give him your entire life. Claim him as lordship of your life for the rest of your life in all things until he comes again or until you're six feet under when you see Jesus face to face. Have you you counted the cost? Are you willing to pay the price? We don't know what's going to come down the pike when it comes to politics, when it comes to this government, when it comes to the world. We don't know. But... Like Joshua, choose ye this day 
whom you will serve. For me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen? Through difficulty, discomfort, and distance. Frankincense. Then there was myrrh. Myrrh was used in the preparing of the body for the grave. It speaks of the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ. Amen? Sacrificial death of Jesus Christ. There is no other name given among men under heaven whereby you must be saved but the name of Jesus. Amen? Everybody has to bow and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. If you haven't done it today, do it today. And receive the life-giving power and resurrection power of our Savior today to live your life for the glory of God. That's what we were created for. And that's what he desires. Let's be wise in the new year. Let's not be stupid. Let's not be foolish. Let's not be ignorant. Let's not live our lives by default. Staying the same always, dealing with the same problems, dealing with the same inadequacies, dealing with the same insufficiencies, struggling. It is a struggle, I understand. But let's grow in maturity in, in Jesus, amen? Let's grow up in him. Let, let's live our lives like the name of Jesus is at the tip of our tongue every day. Let's live like Jesus is in our radar in every circumstance, in every situation. God, what are you, what are you doing? Reveal it to me. Conform me to the image of Jesus Christ. That's why I love you. That's why I gave my heart to you. You are the Savior. You are the Lord. You are my God. Let's be wise in the new year. Let's live under the kingship of Jesus Christ. Now, when you claim Jesus as Savior... There's this little thing that comes along with that, and that is, Jesus must be Lord. Amen? Lord. That means that your rights are over what you're planning for your life, what you have, what you have uh, detailed for your life. All of a sudden, now you got a new master. And you got to take self off the throne and let Jesus Christ step, on, step in and say, listen, man. Before time began, this is what I have for you. This is what I was planning for you. My thoughts for you were as many as the sands of the sea and what, you want, what I want to do through your life. All the good deeds and all the blessings and all the ministry and all the great revelation of who Jesus Christ is, I want to give to you. But you must make me Lord. The problem with the church today is that people want to claim Jesus as Savior, but they don't want to keep him as Lord. You get a two-for-one special, folks. Savior and Lord. Amen? And if we as believers walk out of this place and say, God, there's areas in my heart that I haven't given to you. I've tried to close the door and shut off the light and not make you Lord and not make me make you king. I want to give that to you. I open the door of my dark shadows of my life. Come in, be Lord and be master. Once and for all, King of kings and Lord of lords. And God will begin to lead you. God will begin to change you. God will begin to transform you. Make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Amen? Amen. The King Jesus. 
King Jesus. See, as, a, as you give him everything that you are and give him your life, your rights, you have no rights. Perfect. Your right to be understood, your right for to be accepted, your right to be treated kindly and, and nicely. You've given all that to Jesus. And in return, Jesus has given you his grace to see through all of that. Amen? We all know that the church can hurt people because there's people in the church that claim Christ as Savior but don't claim him as Lord. And what comes out is this fleshly nature, right? This, this flesh stuff. And that stuff we don't need in the church. So we honor Christ as king. Secondly, we continually honor Christ as God creator and God redeemer. Amen? There's a, there's a movement that wants to take Jesus Christ out of Christianity. And I, I'm a simple dude, okay? But the word Christianity has Christ in it, okay? So if you want to be a Christian, then you got to keep Christ in it. There's a whole movement, a social gospel that wants to strip Jesus Christ from being our Lord and our Savior and our King. And that will never, ever, ever happen because there's only one Lord and one King, Jesus Christ. Give him praise. We give him praise. We honor Christ as God creator and God redeemer. Think of it, friends. The God that created the cosmos and the universe that we gaze at at night and say, what in the world? And we're finding out more and more the billions and hundreds of billions of stars and planets, more and more and more. God that created the cosmos is the same God that stepped out of the cosmos, came to the cross to redeem you and redeem me from shame, guilt, condemnation of sin, the power of the enemy over our hearts and lives, and to set us free. And to live through us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, what a God we serve. Amen. This is why we get a little bit excited and a little bit crazy when we talk about Jesus because of his great work of salvation. We continually realize there's no other way of salvation. There's no other way to do it but to fall on your knees and claim Jesus Christ as Lord. Give him all the glory. Give him all the praise. Amen. These wise guys, they did it. They did it through difficulty. They did it through discomfort. And they went the distance and met Jesus, fell on their knees and worshipped him. What difficulty are you facing? It's not going to keep you from falling on your knees and worshipping him. Amen? What comfortable zone do you have to get out of? To make your knees bend and fall on your knees and claim him as Lord today. Don't be comfortable. This world is not a comfortable place. You'll never, ever find comfort. You'll never, ever find satisfaction. You'll never, ever find fulfillment in this world. Your fulfillment and satisfaction is knowing Christ as Savior and Lord. Forgiven, redeemed, amen? So, my prayer is that this will be the holiest and the most joyful year you've ever experienced. My prayer is that we will 
we will walk out of this place today, and this will be a new start of a new revelation and a new transformation of heart that Jesus Christ wants to do in us. He wants to change us. And how he's going to do that is he gonna, he's going to want to get into your little Bethlehem. Amen? Your little Bethlehem is your heart. And he wants to be Lord. He wants to be king. He wants to be God. And he wants to have you confess him as Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Knowledge puffs up. Love builds up. Amen? You can't serve God without experiencing his love. And the greatest thing for you today is experiencing the love of God. And to do that, we come as we are. Amen? And experience his great love. I'm going to ask Daryl and the team to come. We're going to serve, serve communion today in honor of the Lord's broken body, the Lord's shed blood. Give him praise and give him adoration today.